Welcome to the ADHD Open Space Podcast. My name is Gray Miller, and I will be your host and facilitator as we explore ideas, workarounds, accommodations, and other aspects of being a professional adult with ADHD. Most of this will come from my perspective as a cis white male in his mid-50s, living in the Midwest, who found out a year ago that I've been living with ADHD my entire life. I am not an expert on ADHD, except maybe in not knowing I've had it for half a century and somehow still getting by. But I promise to cite my sources, or at least admit when I'm repeating something I read on the interwebs. If I say anything you don't agree with, you are welcome to call me on it and let me know. This podcast is also part of the lead-up into the first ADHD open space happening in Madison, Wisconsin, on January 20th, 2024. You can learn more about that event both here in the show and at the website ADHDopen.space. The first 30 episodes of this podcast are also being released as part of National Podcast Post Month, not Pod Pomo. That means things might get a little rough, but it's going to be fun. Kind of like ADHD, right? Enjoy the show. Three ways I made my Apple Watch more ADHD friendly. One twist, a few settings, and an app make a big difference in my day. Published by me on Medium on April 28th of 2023. I've had an Apple Watch for about 11 years now. I've had ADHD for about 54, but I've only known about the latter for less than one year. Now, when it came out, the Apple Watch, not ADHD, in 2012, it seemed the perfect tool for my busy life. All the alarms I would ever need, the ability to receive and respond to texts, haptic taps for directions, an infinite variety of watch face combinations from the minimalist to the ridiculous. Like any technology, though, the promise came with a price. My partner and my friends grew to dislike the little buzz of notifications that came at any particular time. The urge to fiddle with the settings or change the face or install a new app became a convenient procrastinative device when I didn't want to do something. It was hard to find the balance between useful and distracting. Now, looking at it through the lens of my ADHD diagnosis... This all makes total sense. The watch was an improved scaffolding to compensate for my time blindness and hyperfocus. Again and again, it was a thing that reminded me, you have to stop what you're doing and do something else now. At the same time, it was a dopamine dispenser. Ooh, a text. Hey, an update. Wait, you say there's a neat game I can put on there? Wait, a Star Trek background that make it look like an Elkar's display? Those infinite settings. Pretty light displays, multiple notifications. They've been a tempting and easy squirrel that I've followed too many times. What if I could minimize the distraction, but leverage the power? There had to be a way that my Apple Watch could help compensate some aspects of ADHD and also augment the so-called superpowers of hyperfocus and spontaneous idea association. I had to do it carefully, though. I live in the most distracting culture on the planet with a brain that is more distractible than most. So here's what I did. Number one, I twisted the watch to the inside of my wrist. 
and started with a simple idea, out of sight, out of mind. You may already do this because you're cool like John Wick, but if not, I do urge you to give you a try, urge you to give it a try. I'll uh, include a picture in the uh, show notes, but you can do it yourself. Put your watch on the regular outside of your wrist, look at it, now put it on the inside of your wrist. Which one is more distracting? I w will uh, give a caveat after I mention the reason this works. Uh, the Apple Watch has a tough enough face that it's not going to be scratched in everyday life. It's also less convenient to access the screen and dial, which is a good thing. The obstacle is the way to not mess with it, unless I actually need to. Just putting my watch on the inside of my wrist has helped me escape the constant urge to see how much time has passed, or fiddle with the apps, or suddenly decide I need to change the watch face. More than that, putting the clock face out of sight minimizes that feeling of being bound by time. Uh, something I wrote about in an article on Medium called Your Clock is Stealing Your Life. But that's when you'll have to find a medium because it's not actually related to ADHD. So instead of a little nagging miss minutes on my wrist, I choose when I want to know what time the rest of the world has decided that it is. The rest of time is my own to experience for myself. Now that one caveat, which I did not put in the article, but I will tell you is that I have read that uh, having the watch on the inside of the wrist can somewhat alter the um, health notifications like step count and elevation and things like that. I'll tell you, I use all those things. I haven't noticed an incredible difference, but when I did read up on it, it did say that the, um, the, the prevailing thing from Apple itself is that you should not, it is not designed to be worn on the inside of the wrist. So I've also noticed that the raise to wake feature does not work as well when it's on the inside of my wrist as it does on the outside. So those are things you have to uh, think about. So the second thing that I did was I tweaked three watch settings. Now, let's get one thing clear. I have never found any way to get the watch to do what I actually want it to do. And that is that I would like the display to show only the timer app without the time every time I look at my wrist. So since I can't do that, here's the workarounds that I found that help me escape the minutes and slip into flow. So the first thing I do is I turn off the always on setting. Everybody was excited when Apple found a way to have the watch display show dimly all the time. You didn't have to raise your wrist or push a button to wake your watch up. However, a watch that is always on is always watching me. The urge to check what time it is is constantly taking me outside of whatever task I'm doing. So you go into the watch app, displays and brightness, always on menu, and turn it to off. The second setting you should change is you set return to clock to one hour. Because you see, another thing that helps me stay in focus is to make sure that when I've set music or a timer or some other focus, my watch won't switch back to the default face as quickly. Now, in a perfect world, I'd be able to tell it to only be a haptic timer on my wrist and nothing else. And as far as I can tell, after about an hour of research online, there's not much of anything that will do that. Pavlock comes close, but has horrible user reviews. Unfortunately... Even with watch app, 
general return to clock set to one hour, all of the apps have a feature that turns out to be an ADHD bug. They still want to show you the time. Want to play music? The time is up in the corner. Got a timer running? There's a big, beautiful circle showing how many minutes you have left and what time it is. So, you know, hopefully in a future update, they'll change that. But in the meantime, I haven't been able to find a way to get it to do that and just show an app. So number three is a pro tip. You should set theater mode. If you're reading an article about improving focus, which is what this article really is, I'm betting you've read others and you already know the ubiquitous tip of turn off as many notifications as possible. That kind of binary thinking always bothered me. I would rather find ways to reduce the level of distraction instead of cut it off completely. So theater mode is designed to let your watch still have alerts, important messages, etc., but not have the watch face light up. I found this is an extra bit of insulation from digital distraction that can be really helpful. If I need to know the time or I need some other app, I can always ask Siri or push a button. So you access that by, on your default watch screen, at the time of this writing, uh, at this writing is different, at the time of this podcast, you push the side button on your watch and scroll up and you'll see a bunch of icons and the one that has the little theater masks on it is theater mode. So number three, whenever possible, this is number three is in the third uh, way that I made my Apple Watch more friendly, is that whenever possible, I use a timer instead of the time. See, clocks are designed to force us all into experiencing time the same way. Yeah, I'm getting a little philosophical here. Now, this is useful when it comes to things like appointments and train schedules. But I realize that when I use a clock to set the boundary for an activity, I am putting that activity in the same context as everything else that is happening in the world. Let's say I want to work out for half an hour starting at 2 p.m. My brain automatically starts thinking, what happens at 2.30? Got to get the dog to the groomer by 3. I get to yabadoo from work at 5. I wonder if I'll get to sleep before 10. I wonder if I'll stay asleep beyond 5. On the other hand, <laughs> see what I did there? If I set a timer for 30 minutes instead, then all the focus is on what I'm doing. I have X minutes or hours left. That keeps my focus on what I'm going to accomplish in that time. Now, while there's a lot of timer apps out there, and frankly, the one that comes stock with the Apple Watch is pretty awesome since you can voice activate it, I've only found two at the time of this writing that will both operate as timers as well as sync with your calendar so you don't have to redo it for every activity. One of them you can hear a review of in an earlier podcast, Hymo. The other one's called How Long Left. I'm not affiliated with either desk. If I was trying to come up with some kind of pithy slogan, I might say something like, remember, be a timer, not a timey. But that's kind of ridiculous, so we'll pretend I didn't say that. So it's not perfect, but it's better. Please, somebody out there, invent a haptic timer app that will do everything that timer, timo, or how long left does, but won't show me the time. Or just make it a separate device that does that and costs less than $40. 
Until then, making these small changes has made more of my time feel subjective rather than objective. I can't escape Miss Minutes because I'm waving my hands at the capitalist hellscape that we're surrounded by. But all these tiny hacks give me access to some tiny corners of flow and peace. So these are my ideas. What do you have? What do you use? Let me know in the comments. Let me know by emailing me at gray at adhdopen.space. Or just leave a comment here um, or a message or even a recommend here on the podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the ADHD Open Space Podcast. Again, my name is Gray Miller. If you have any comments or questions about the show, you can feel free to leave them on the podcast page at adhdos.substack.com forward slash podcast. Or you can email me directly, gray, G-R-A-Y, at adhdopen.space. The background music for the intro and outro are from pixabay.com and are called Funny Days Together by Background Music Lab, used under a YouTube content ID license. 